You are listening to the weekly podcast of Victory Temple Cathedral Church in Houston, Texas. We pray you enjoy today's message. Psalms 46. Psalms 46. Come on, let's thank God for Mount Zion. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The song says, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Anybody love the Lord right where you are? Hallelujah. Oh, I love you. I worship and worship and adore. Just wanna tell you, Lord. Lift your voice to him. Come on, tell him, say, I love you. Come on, I worship and worship and just want to tell you, Lord. Lord, Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, you want to lift your voice to him. Come on, say, There we go. Just want to tell you, Lord. Lord, Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, let's, let's feel the word. Come on, today, I love you. Father, we honor you. 
and thank you for just being God on by yourself. Father, you don't do nothing else for us. You have already done enough. Father, we pause just to tell you we appreciate you just for being our Savior. Hallelujah. Father, we love you because you first loved us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. And Father, we thank you now just for your grace and your mercy. We honor you. Thank you for just being Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. Give me preaching power. Preaching like the devil is at the door and preaching like hell is down the street. Give me preaching power that lives may be changed. Word my mouth. We don't need another sermon. Father, we need a word. Have your way. Have your way today, Lord. Father, we need you to speak to us from your word. We thank you. We honor you. Jesus' name. Now, victory, honor your pastor and wife. Come on, let's celebrate them. Praise the Lord. Lord. Psalms 46. Psalms 46, verses 1, 2, 3, and verse 10. I shared with Pastor Strowman, um, Sister Erica, I haven't preached in about three weeks. um, And we hope that the Lord will give us preaching power today. She may hear his word. Watch what the word of God says. The Bible says, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation version. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Your word may read a present help. We're going to talk about that in times of trouble. Watch what verse 2 says. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. And verse 10 says, be still. (laughs) The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. With your prayers and the Lord's permission, I want to preach from the topic entitled, Let Go and Let God. To neighbor, to neighbor, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Amen. Listen, jump on this train early because I promise you. Um, amen. Praise the Lord. Can listen? I I am thoroughly convinced. I am thoroughly convinced, Pastor Strowman, brothers and sisters in Christ. I am thoroughly convinced that the reason why many of us are ex- exhausted, um, um, holistically. Somebody say holistically. The reason. While many of us are exhausted holistically, physically, emotionally, cognitively, and spiritually, it's because we live life as though we can handle everything by ourselves. 
He said it one more time. Listen, the reason why we are exhausted holistically, not just spiritually, but the reason why people in the house of God that serve God, worship God, honor God, are dealing with um, exhausting physically, emotionally, spiritually, cognitively, and even behaviorally is because I'm convinced that we are living life as though we can do it all by ourselves. And, and I, I mean literally, I mean literally everything. I, I literally mean everything. We, we, we are convinced um, that while we try to life handle by ourselves, I'm convinced that even on this Sunday evening, uh, that there are people, if you be honest enough, uh, that are facing and dealing with high levels of stress and even anxiety. Uh, oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me here. I, I'm, I'm convinced even in the house of God, uh, that even after singing on Sunday morning, singing on Sunday evening, playing instruments, worshiping and honoring God, I'm convinced that even those with all of the Holy Spirit that you have, and all of the theology that you have from Sunday to Wednesday, I'm convinced that we all are dealing with some kind of level of stress, some kind of level of anxiety to the point that you need medication to go to sleep, medication to wake up, but I'm convinced in the house of God, the reason why we are facing all all of this exhaustion in the house of God is because we're trying to live and do things by ourselves. I, I, I'm not talking to y'all out of here, but I'll talk to the people in balcony because if we be honest enough, there are some stuff in our life that we don't want to let go of. If we be honest enough and be truthful enough and not be super spiritual and deep, there's some stuff that we don't want to let go of. There are some people that we don't want to let go of. There is some relationships uh, that we don't want to let go of and the reality is uh, the reason why I come to the house of God uh, and the reason why I come to church and praise uh, and worship God uh, is because of the reality is there's some stuff uh, that I'm facing right now that tells me I ought to throw in the towel. Because Pastor Strowman, I understand that life happens after church, that struggles happen after praise and worship, that storms show up after um, family and friends day, trials show up after the anniversary, issues shows up after Sunday morning, and I'm convinced that what happens is we let what we're facing cause us to say, God, I can handle it all by myself. Oh yes, but I'm I'm convinced, Pastor Strowman, uh, that many of us don't want to let go of what is holding us uh, because many of us really, if we be honest enough, uh, many of us don't know the true authority and power of God. Uh, many of us don't know the true authority and power of God because if you knew the true authority and power of God, uh, the stuff that you're holding on to, you would give it to God uh, and let God handle it. If we be honest enough, we really don't know the true power and authority of God because many of us have the testimony that once we let God have full control, he helped us every step of the way. Is there anybody that can help somebody on your road that said, listen, I'm still holding on to some stuff that I don't want to let go of. Help them out and say, baby, if you let it go, God will handle it the rest of the way. If you take care of it and give it to him, God will help you every Help somebody on your road and help them out because they're about to listen almost they like a ticking time bomb is about to go up. Help them, convince them, encourage them to say, let go and give it to God. Yeah. Yeah. 
home and listen, last Christmas, about two Christmases ago, Sister Jones, uh, I was literally at my house. We had bought Jace a new toy, um, and he began to play with the vehicle, and he became upset because uh, the vehicle would not go by itself. He, he was upset because the vehicle would not go by itself, so he was pushing the vehicle, kept holding on to the vehicle, and was upset because the vehicle would not go by himself. I said, Jace, give me the toy. Jace, no, daddy, you can't have the toy. This is my toy. Kept pushing the toy. I said, Jace, give me the toy. If you give me the toy, I can help you with the toy. He was upset because he grabbed the toy, trying to push the toy. I said, son, if you just give me the toy, I promise you, your level of frustration will go down. I, I promise you, if you give me the toy, I can help you. But he held on to the toy. But it wasn't until he let go of the toy. I showed him something. I got some batteries to put inside the car. Some batteries to put inside of the remote control. Because if he would have just gave it to me, y'all ain't going to talk to me here. I could help. Come on, I'm talking to you this evening. There's some stuff that you keep holding on to. And your daddy keeps saying, if you just let it go, I promise you I'll help you. If you let it go, I promise you I'll help you through. If you let it go, I promise you I'll fix it. If you let it go, I promise you I'll handle it. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go and give it to God. Look at somebody say, let it go and give it to God. That, that's the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody say, let it go and give it to God. So I'm convinced, I'm convinced that Jace, Jace painted me a picture. Jace painted me a picture of Psalm chapter 46. Jace painted me this picture because the writer speaks of, watch this, the writer speaks of his confidence in God's power and his authority. Um, not only God's power and authority, but it speaks of God's protection. Uh, watch this, many of the other Psalms speak of their crisis, but this author starts off speaking of the provision of God. Oh, every, 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 other, every other psalm speaks and begins to tell you at the opening, tells you about what they're going through. But this writer tells you about the God that helps them with what they're going through. Can I pause and tell somebody that you've got to learn how to change your conversation? Because your conversation cannot reflect your crisis. That you've got to learn how to say, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Weeping may do for a night, but joy, you've got to learn how to not let your crisis change your conversation. And, and I'm convinced, I'm convinced, Pastor Strowman, I'm convinced that there are saints that are pitiful in their conversation, that the reason why people don't want to worship and praise your God, because your God make you look sad, silly, come on somebody, and sick, come on somebody, but the God that I serve, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and the strength of the Lord is my joy. Amen. Why serve a God that every time you look around and people talk to you, child, you know I'm going through this. And baby, I'm going through that. And God, and listen, I don't know how God going to make a way. Listen, can I pause and tell somebody the conversation that I have? No, it's not a reflection of what I'm going through, but it's a reflection of how much I trust God. Look at somebody say, neighbor, don't let my conversation fool you. Because my real conversation, what I want to say is I want to throw in the towel. But my Bible lets me know that I'm the head and not the tail. It lets me know that I'm not the lump and not the barber. Because you see me praying.
praising and worshiping God. You see me crying, but you don't know the hell that I'm going through. You don't know the bad news. You don't know the pink slip that I got. You don't know the doctor report I got. But every time I come to the house of God, I tell the devil, this is another time for me to give you a black eye. Because for God I live and for God I shall die. Look at somebody say, I should be at home. I should be in the bed with my head above the covers. But I serve a God that promised me he'll never leave me. Nor will he forsake me. Watch this. Watch this. So, so watch this. Watch this, Sister Erica. He, um, this, this writer starts off huh, by not telling us about the crisis, but tells us about the provision of God. Watch this in the text. The Bible says, watch this. The Bible says that he says, God, um, you are our refuge and our strength. Watch this. The word Hebrew, the word refuge in the Hebrew is Meshach, which refers to a place of refuge. Yes, Watch this. It creates an image of a stronghold that is in, 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 um, impenetrable, um, is, which is an, an impenetrable fortress. Watch this. I'm glad you asked. Watch this. The Bible says that he says, um, God is our refuge and our strength. That's what he says. All right. All right. Let, let, me, let me pause. Let me pause and tell you. Uh, watch what he says. He said, God is our refuge and our strength. He is our present help in times of trouble. Um, can, can I tell you that God is closer than, than what you really know? He's, watch this, pa Pastor Strowman, this reveals to me, um, it reveals to me the nearness of God. Oh, right. yeah. He says, God is our refuge and our strength of present help in times of trouble. And so can I pause and tell you um, is that God is closer than you think, saving you and fighting for you. And he's also there and available to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes what the enemy does. The enemy convinced you opposite of what God says about you. You're working, man. You're working. All right. All right. All right. Oh. All right. Um, the enemy, watch this. The first sign, the first sign of spiritual warfare um, is, Pastor Strowman is, the enemy will try to convince you that God don't want you to have something that he already said you have. All right. Let's go to the word of God. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Watch this. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's walk this. The Bible says that God says when he created man, he created man in his own image and in the likeness of God. The Bible says that when the enemy came to Eve, the Bible says that the enemy told Eve, if you eat of that fruit, the Bible says you shall be like God. Uh -huh. All right, I'm, this ain't my church. I'm, I'm, all right. The Bible says, watch this, the first time of spiritual warfare is the enemy will convince you that God don't want you to have something that he's already given you. The Bible says in Genesis when he created man, he created man in his own likeness, but the, the serpent told the woman that God don't want you to be like him. First of all, I'm already like him when he created me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I'm already like him. I was already like him when he put breath the body on the inside of me. And what the enemy's trying to convince you is, no, you ain't got no strength. No, you ain't got no refuge. No, he ain't gonna protect you. The devil is a liar. You don't know the God that I serve. Let me push to the end. If God can literally cause the sun to shine, cause the moon to go to sleep, put the moon in the cow, the meow in the cat, the dog in the bar, sure enough, God can change my life. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, God is our refuge and our strength. Watch what he says. Um, he, he literally, um, this, this word, this word refuge literally means that he's an impenetrable fortress. That means no matter what the enemy does, 
Um, he can't get to you because God is close to you. That ain't for everybody. Um, because for some of y'all, you did some stuff. Yeah. Come on. All right. For some of y'all, you should be locked up. For some of y'all, um, um, somebody, somebody should have bust the windows out your car. For somebody, they, they should have cut your ties. Y'all, for, for somebody, they, they should have shot you. For somebody, you, you ran through somebody's living room. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. For somebody, you should have caught some stuff that you couldn't get rid of. For somebody, but because God was close to you, y'all don't know when to shot. Because God was close to you, he didn't let what the enemy meant for you cause to come on you. Look at somebody and praise God. Listen, this is the testimony. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I messed up. Yeah, I did wrong. But listen, I didn't I didn't get punished with what I did. Because he was, he, was, he, was he, he was close to me. And anybody don't have that testimony. See, some of y'all, y'all been saved all your life, but some of us came to church and we came to church with alcohol on our breath, weed on our breath, sin in our pocket. Come on, somebody. And but God still spared our life. Praise God, because while you was out there, God was still near to you. Y'all don't know when to shout. Praise God, because while you was in sin, God was still near to you. Thank you, Grandmama. Thank God. Not only was God near to you, but you ought to praise God that somebody was praying for you. So he, he's our refuge, and so he is in impenetrable fortress. And so, no matter what the enemy does, he cannot penetrate um, what, what God is, has orchestrated. Watch what he says. He says, he's our refuge and our strength. Watch this. Let me tell you. Um, if he's my strength, why do you feel guilty about feeling weak? God is our refuge. Watch what it says. The Bible says the Hebrew word for strength is ours. Watch what it means. It emphasizes God's power to protect and save. So, here you go. Um, because church folk, they get on my nerves, mama, because um, when, you, when you go through stuff, when you go through life and situations, um, um, you know, God is in control. Um, yeah, you know, God will work things out. That's and, what they'll say. Yeah. You know, just hold on to God and change your hands. And, you know, listen, don't don't come telling me what I already know because I'm not in a spiritual crisis. I'm facing real life issues and real life issues hurt. I don't care how many sermons I preach. I don't care how much time I go to church. Listen, at the end of the day, Pastor Tonovey is human. And sometimes your humanity shows up in your spirituality. And sometimes I don't need a word from God. I need somebody to be honest enough to say, yeah, it hurt. Good it hurt because God is able to be my strength. Stop telling people, well, God, God needed them better than you needed them. Stop telling folk that God wanted to pluck their flower up. Stop lying to people and telling them, I got a shoulder that you can lean on. I got somebody that, listen, come on, can listen. You can hang with me if you, all right. All right, all right. Let me say this. Um, you you, you got to be careful um, who you share your weak places with. Because... 
Because some people are you, some people will literally wait till you get to your weakest place to expose. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me say this. Mount Zion, I love y'all. Y'all know y'all pass. Watch this, cause, cause sometimes when you when you get in a season, um, sometimes the only thing that make you feel better, yeah, is that stuff on the other side of that um, Come on. other side of that glass. Come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna be real. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't. Oh, y'all, oh, some of y'all are offended. Sometimes it's some stuff you go through that you gotta be honest enough that the humanity that you have, sometimes I don't care how much you sing, how much you shout, how much you dance, it hurts. The good news is God know you would hurt. That's why he said he your strength. All right, here we go. Here we go. That's why you need God to help you. With what you're weak about. Because when God created you, mm-hmm. He created you with what you call a weakness. But what God got to do is, God got to give you discipline to help you with what you're weak about. Because you can be spiritual uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. and still need to be delivered from yeah. some stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, all right. We kicked her out because she was pregnant and you could see her baby, but we still let the drummers be on the drums and we stopped letting them worship and praise God because of their weaknesses. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna talk to me here because we became super spiritual deep and we had people in leadership and was quiet, but when somebody else got exposed, they was the first one to push somebody out. But the last time I checked, all have seen and fought short of the glory of God. And listen, who are you to kick somebody out of the house of God? Let me tell you, when God saved you, We have the audacity to ask God to help us with our weaknesses in private. But willing to stone people in public. Let me leave y'all alone. Let me leave leave y'all alone. Because because here goes the reality. Here goes the shouting point. Here goes the shouting point. Listen, I continue to love and serve God. Because he gives me strength even when I'm weak. See, some of y'all ain't got this testimony. Some of y'all, see, some of y'all got the testimony that God saved you and delivered you with and helped you with your weaknesses before you got saved. But some of us say, Lord, thank you for helping me with some weaknesses after I got saved. So he still let me preach. He still let me, come on, somebody, still let me be on the praise team because the last time I checked, gift and calling come without because he goes to reality it's my weaknesses that makes me go to God 
control me. When I wake up in the morning, I realize that I am unworthy. Yes. Have mercy, God. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. That I'm unworthy. Yeah. Yeah. I told my son. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. I told my son. I said, you catch me in the wrong season. Yes, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You catch me in the wrong season, in the wrong place, in the wrong location, in the wrong uniform. Because when I'm at work, I ain't pass the towel. All when I'm in a restaurant and um you know I remember one time um uh, Rico I, I we went me and my wife went out to the movies and um I was sitting there and this uh, she laughing and um this guy says oh you look so good I said Negro hold up wait a minute I said, I said you don't I said you don't I said, you don't see me? You don't see me standing right here? I said, what your boss said? Because first of all, is it okay for you? Hold up, wait a minute, what are we doing? Y'all ain't gonna talk to me this. Real, real, you ought to pray about it. No, no, some things you pray for, some things you gotta check. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me here. And it don't mean that you ain't saved. Somebody stop, God's still working on me. All right, let people do you bad, and you go sing me your corner and sing your Nahum and praise the Lord. Listen, you show up tomorrow, they're going to do the same thing. Sometimes you got to tell folk, you got the wrong. You're supposed to be a preacher. You're supposed to be a child of God. I tell them, well, if you knew I was a child of God, you wouldn't treat me the way that you treat me. So sometimes I got to check you and remind you who I am away from this call. Relies in the Creator. Yeah. What Charles Spurgeon says. Charles Spurgeon says the safety and the strength of the creature lies in the creation. Because they understand that everything in me. God understands every part of me. I came to free y'all. Stop feeling guilty of being weak. Let, let me let me help you. Let me tell you what the problem is. Listen, don't feel guilty of being weak. Feel guilty of not asking him to help you to be strong. You my brother, watch this. What has plagued the church for a long time is legalism. Legalism ain't gonna save nobody. It's not gonna, it's not say, watch this, watch this. And so so you got to understand the nearness of God. The second thing that you got to do is watch what he says. He says, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains move. This is what you got to do. You got to remain calm in the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. You got to stop tripping in the chaos. All right. So Texas, Mr. Johnson is uh, licensed to carry. Uh, 
So it's cold? Yeah. Somebody break through this door? Yeah. And some of y'all here ain't gonna even move. Some folk gonna be running? Some folk gonna be moving, but some of y'all, I, I saw you when I got here. I left mine in the car because I know I was coming to the right place. Some of y'all got some on you, some of you lethal with the weapon. Some of you weeping with your hands. I knew it when I showed up to this church. I said, Lord, ain't no way Pastor Strowman out here in the hood and ain't got no packing. So I said, let me keep my gun in the car because there's enough guns in the church. So here we go. Sister Hall, if chaos shows up, I'm getting close to people that's calm. Because the calm people let me know they got something to handle the chaos. And can I pause and tell somebody, you got to remain calm in the chaos because you got somebody that'll help you in the chaos. You got somebody that's Jehovah Jireh. You got somebody that's Jehovah Nietzsche. You got somebody that's El Shaddai that'll help you in the chaos. So, so, so this week, I sent the deacons a picture, and I ain't lying. I did, I did, I sent them a picture. I said, the mega churches got security guards. Country churches got deacons that can barbecue and can fight. That's what I, that's what I, all right, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You, because at the end of the day, you got to stand up for what God, no weapon. That's he says you got to remain calm in the chaos because you got to make sure that you don't fear. Because you know who you have with you. That's what he says, he says that the next thing, watch what he says. He says, he says, you've got to do not fear the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. He said, don't trip because I control all of that. I'm in control of everything you tripping about. And I'm your father. He says, I'm your daddy and you tripping. I control. Listen, if he can hang the stars in the sky. Because what he says is, he says the things that are in, literally that are in nature is a direct reflection of the storms that you're facing. Yeah. Yeah. But here you go. We're done. Watch what he says. And I'm done. Watch what he says. He says, after we understand all this, he says, yeah. be still. Be still. Yeah. Yeah. And no. But I am gone. He says, be still. After I told you all this, the song, he said, be still. Here we go. Let's talk about the correct terminology of this. Hebrews, watch this. Hebrews says um, that the, the correct terminology of this is the Hebrew word rapha, which means to release or to let go. That's what he says. He says, be still and know that I am God. Watch this. Pastor Strowman, for a long time, I shared a testimony preaching at 15. Pastor Strowman, I was preaching God will make a way. Yeah. Yeah. What was I talking about? One pair for no shoes. One, one pair for no money in my pocket. What, what was I talking about? I was preaching God will be your present help. God will work things out for you. And mama was paying for my food, paying for my clothes, and, and all this stuff. I said, God will help you out. What am I talking about, Pastor Strowman? I'm preaching what I heard. But messed around and found out who God was for myself. And found out that, listen, I transitioned from preaching what I heard to preaching what I know. This is what I know. 
that God will get with you in the middle of the storm. That God will get you in the midst of a crisis. God will even get with you when you're sitting in the corner with your hands between your head. That God will be a mind regulator. He says, he says, he says, he says, be sitting on God. Watch what he says. Um, um, the, the last thing I'm done is you, you got to rely. Yeah. You got to rely on the deity of God. Rely on who he is. Be still and know that I am God. You got to know who he is in his, in his sovereignty. All right. All right. Now listen, and I'm done. Um, I tell y'all, and y'all hear me say this all the time, is if when, when COVID came, Pastor Strowman, um, and people was talking about that Jesus was on, Jesus had came back and left. Um, the first person I called was my grandma. Because I said, Lord, if she don't pick up the phone, I said, I know you came and you left. But that's, that's what I said. My grandma closer to God than anybody. She, she, I'm serious. She hears God calls me when I'm going through. Here's God. So I call her and she answered the phone. I tell you this is because I saw one of the most spiritual moments growing up as a kid. Um, and it gave me a good picture of this, Pastor Strowman. Um, we're driving down D3. Come on. Yeah. No joke, over there by Lincoln City Park. And, yeah. and while we were driving down the road, I remember this as a kid. Um, my grandmother, um, one of her favorite songs is I Need Thee, O. Yeah. Yeah. I Need Thee every hour. If she was here right now, she'll probably break it out singing yeah. it right here in the church. And she's singing the song. I'm on the passenger side of the car, Pastor Strowman. And grandmother's singing the song, and grandmother closes her eyes and let go of the steering wheel. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> As a kid, Minister Evans, I'm sitting over there on, my, on the pastor's side, and I'm like, Lord, wait a minute, we finna die. Grandma literally had a red, red passenger car. I remember she literally let go of the steering wheel with her eyes closed. Yes, yes, but what was strange to me is the vehicle never be, the vehicle never changed its course. We never got into an accident, even got to the stop sign. And with her arms, with her, with her hands lifted, and with her eyes closed, the vehicle came to a halt. And can I tell y'all, listen, that sometimes you got to be that same way with God, is you got to let go of what you're facing, you've got to let go of what you're going through, and you've got to rely that God will keep you no matter what you're facing, that God will keep you no matter the storms and the struggles. And so I asked my grandmother, first lady, I said, Grandma, you got to help me with this. I said, Grandmama, what's the reason? How is it that you knew that God will keep the wheel? Grandmama says, grandson, because there's some strange things in my past that God helped me with. There's some stuff that I didn't think I was going to come out of. There's some stuff that I had to run away from. There's some stuff that God delivered me from. There is some healings that God healed my body. There's some kids that I asked God to save. There is some miracles that I asked God to work out. She says, so I've got confidence if God can do it then, then God can show up, take care of me in that car. I said, Grandmama, you got it right. That gave me a testimony to understand that if God is able to handle whatever I'm facing, if God is able to do it in the past, then sure of God is able to do it now. Look at somebody say, neighbor, let go and let God. Let God handle everything you're facing. Let God handle every struggle you're going through. Let God handle every battle you had to fight. 
Let God handle every storm you had to face. Let God handle every child you're praying for. Let God handle every miracle you're asking him to do. Let God handle everything in your life. Because God is able to handle it better than you can anyway. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. You've got to learn how to let go and let God. Because when you let God handle everything, God shows up and be God. When you let go and let God, God shows up and be a wheel in the middle of the wheel. When you show up and let God be God, God shows up and be Jehovah Jireh. When you show up and let God be the God that he is, he shows up and be a miracle worker. He shows up and be a promise keeper. He shows up and be the light in the darkness. Look at your neighbor this evening and tell somebody I'm going to let go and let God because there's some stuff I'm facing. There's some stuff I'm going through right now and it's too heavy for me to carry. It's too heavy for me to hold on to. And so God, I give it to you. Something that you can take care of it better than I can. Who is God that he'll handle every struggle? He's my bridge in troubled water. He's my light in the darkness. He's everything that I need. Is there anybody in victory this evening that can shout with a loud shout? I let go and let God. And I'm better than I've ever been. I never would have made it without God. I'm better now because I let go and let God. I'm stronger now because I let go and let God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we've been made in for a night. But God has to come in the morning. Let God handle it. Let God see you through. Let God see you over. He's God. Yes, he can. He's God. Yes, he can. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, be still and know that he's God. Slow down and let him be God. He can save those kids. He can save that marriage. He can restore your health. Let go and let God. Why? On the hill called Calvary. He died, but he didn't stay there. He died on one Friday. Nails in his hand. Did he die? Nails in his feet. Did he die? Thorns on his head. Did he die? Die until the sun refused to shine. Die until the centurion said, It must be the Son of God. Die. Look at your neighbor and say he let go. And he let God die. One Friday, die on a Saturday night, but early, 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 yeah, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power. When I let go and let go, he made me the preacher that I am today. When I let go and let go, he made me the father that I am today. Say it! Say it! 
convinced Pastor Strowman that that one of the things that the pandemic did was it reveals to us who really didn't know God. Yeah. Mama heard you this morning, you said had a form of godliness, but yeah. but denying the power thereof. Yes, yes. Sister Cole, I'm convinced there came nothing shaped my faith with God. Yeah. Alright? Yeah. They can tell me, young man, you can't preach no more. They can take up the word of God. And they can say, you can't have your Bibles. But David said, I have hidden the word in my heart. So that I might not sin against them. They tell you, God is not real. He's just a figmentation of your imagination. They'll lie to you and tell you whatever in these last and evil days. I'm convinced that God is more real today to me than he's ever been before. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here goes the truth. That God cannot be real to you based upon what you have. Because some of us only trust and worship God based upon what we have. Can God trust you if you lose everything? Can God trust you if you lose your job? You lose your spouse, you lose everything. Can God still trust you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I gotta be honest. Can I be transparent? Yes, sir. Pastor Strowman, this has been a season in my life. That I've had less finances than I've ever had. Yeah. Less finances than I've ever had. Less finances than I've ever had. Don't know where the money gonna come from to start. But God has given me a peace. My wife had a my wife had our daughter. She's a paraprofessional, and I'm sure this because I believe it'll help somebody. So, you know, after a while, you don't work no more. I said, baby, don't worry about it. I said, God's going to take care of everything. I said, I ain't going to run myself in the ground trying to work overtime. I said, God's going to take care of everything. And I looked at her this morning. I said, listen, ain't it strange how we ain't tripping about nothing? Because, watch this. Here we go. Your security does not come from what you have. But your security ought to come from who you have. And let me prophesy to at least five of y'all. God is getting ready to let you walk into a season 
Well, you're going to look at what's in your bank account. And it ain't going to cause you to be messed up in your mind. What you're going to say is, God, you're going to work this out sometime. Now let me tell you, let me tell you, Pastor Stroman, every time you open these doors of the church, every time you open the doors of the church, this is a place of victory. Yeah. I walk in, I start praising God. Because I told God, Pastor Stroman, that it's good to see people doing the work of God. Because God is time out for us trying to be superstars in the kingdom. Amen. At the end of the day, you know how God gonna help people? You gotta be real. And say, I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you're going through, come to victory. And everybody's important in the house. Pastor Strowman, I was going to preach Acts chapter 26, verse 27 through 28, because I thought it was your pre-anniversary service. But the Lord spoke to me concerning you. The Bible says that Paul was telling his story to King Agrippa. And the Bible says that he was speaking. He had an opportunity to talk. And the Bible says as he's speaking and he's talking, at some point somebody called him crazy. <laughs> Keep preaching even if they call you crazy. That's real preaching. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says, if you look at Acts chapter 26, 27 through 28, the Bible says King Agrippa interrupted him and says, Paul, if you keep talking. He says, Paul, you almost about to convince me to be a Christian. Y'all read the story? That's the story. King Agrippa, who is a pagan king. Let me tell you, Pastor Strowman, let me tell you, let me confirm to you. Let me confirm what God told you. Let me confirm to you what God told you. That God did not give you this vision to open up this church for people that already knew him. It's for people that don't know God. And every time you open up your doors, guess what you're doing? You're almost convincing somebody to be a Christian. And let, let me steal it. Victor, you ought to worship God. Is what you're doing is you're showing them that Christianity has nothing to do with religion. Because can I tell you what religion, but the way religion had me? Religion had me believing at 19 years old I had to be in a grocery store with a full suit on. Religion. And my church has shared this religion at 18 when I slept with my high school sweetheart. My pastor sat me down for six months. What that be for? I said, Lord, how long you how long you how long you gonna forgive me? All right, all right. All right, to tell y'all. Mom's gonna tell y'all this. We've had some people got caught in some stuff. And I told Mount Zion, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. We gonna embrace them. We gonna love them. Because it's easy when your stuff is on Facebook. But some of y'all got covered your stuff. Thank God that he don't deal with us according to what I was saying today. 
And let me tell you something, Pastor Strowman, I want to tell you this to you and your family. Every secret, secret demon that's been chasing you is because you're willing to come into the enemy's territory. But I prophesy today that God is about to make you an in Your fortress, what's the word I use? An M. Your fortress cannot be pierced. And let me tell every prayer warrior of this church. That you've got to be intentional about praying about a leader that's willing to preach against demons. Every invitation, every invitation victory cannot go to. Because some people are limited within the walls of their tradition. My God. Yeah. 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 Because Pastor Strowman, every relationship is not to be shared publicly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend, Pastor Strowman, we have been talking about from hidden to holy. Remember this, Pastor Strowman, that the Bible says that as Moses' mother put him in the basket and she hid him. The Bible says that she didn't put him in the basket. I hear you, Minister Q. Q says she didn't put him into the basket until he grew to the point that she could no longer hide. That's what happened. That's what happened, Pastor Strowman. Victory got to the point that you could no longer hide it. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah. My God. My God. To the point. My God. That the Bible says. My God. Because sometimes, watch this, sometimes if you're not careful, people will try to hide what God has already allowed you to feed. All right. All right. But here you go, Minister Evans. What happens is when. Moses gets to Pharaoh's daughter's house. The Bible says that God makes provisions to go get the mother of Moses. Teach. Reveal the provision of God. The power of God. And let me prophesy this over this house. Everything that you've been needing God to do financially. I pray that God will do it. Come and grab my hand. Come grab my hand. Now listen, I believe that covenant and relationship is important. Yeah, yeah. Mount Zion testified that we are in the middle of a renovation. Yes. And I shared with the church. I said everything that we need God to do. Yes. I said, listen, God going to do it. Yes. God going to make a way for it. Yes. And Pastor Strowman, I've been watching God open up doors that are only, listen, your name is in rooms that you don't even know about. Yeah, yeah. But I pray that every financial blessing that needs to be done, it needs to be done in Jesus' name. Because let me tell you this, this is the Lord. Because God will raise a church in the midst of a pandemic. And convince somebody about God that other churches was willing to throw away. Let's do this. Victory, lift your hands to the Lord. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today, and as I pray for you, I believe this word is for this house. As you continue to let go and let God do what he needs to do, God will show himself mighty. He will show himself powerful. We thank you, Lord.
We thank you for being God all by yourself. If you don't do nothing else for us, you have already done enough. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every pressure. Every pressure, every season where it feels like pressure is on the shoulders of your people. Thank you for giving release now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for every release. Thank you now. Thank you, Father, that you are relieving the pressure of your people. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands for the woman all the way at the back here on my fourth left in the black. Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord. Somebody go back there next to her. Somebody go back there next to her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Yes, sir. Praise be unto God. Thank you, Jesus. Not only a woman of God, lay hands on her shoulders, but lift up her hands. Yes, Lord. There we go. Lift the hands. Lift your hands. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I really see where there is the question, Lord, I don't know what's happened. The Lord says no matter what happens, God says he's going to take care of you. Hmm. Almost even in a place of valley of decisions. But here goes the truth. You don't even, you don't even control the decision. And God says, whatever the decision is, God says, he's going to be your Jehovah Jireh. Because sometimes things that look like a loss. Because sometimes we got to lose some stuff in order to gain some stuff. This is what I speak over your life. It's because what God is about to give you. Yes, Lord. It's going to make sense for you. Hallelujah. 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 Don't worry about what's next. He's already paved the way for what's next. He's already in full control of what's next. Can I tell y'all something? You've got to learn how to praise God in the hallway. Because when God closes one door, he's opening up another door that will make sense of the door that was closed. That's the God that we serve. He has a way of moving in the hallway. But we pray every pressure be released in Jesus' name. Anxiety and stress will not live at your house. Will not live at your house. 
Every spirit of high blood pressure has to come down now in Jesus' name. And it is so in Jesus' name. God is releasing the fog out of your head. I believe it right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nobody like the Lord. There's nobody like him. There's nobody like him. In Jesus' name. I know I was preaching to somebody. If I if I ain't preaching to nobody else, I know I was preaching to her. Don't. Alright, I don't wanna. I don't wanna say this, but but the the medication that you're on is a direct reflection of what you can't let go of. I'm telling you. Just to read, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, four months ago, got on high blood pressure medication at 31 years old. And the Lord says, how much do you trust me? He said, you preaching and telling everybody to trust me. He said, but you don't even trust me with the same word that you give. Just because it's hereditary don't mean you have to receive it. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.